I'm Sailor. It's another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey, and <clears throat> and for the listeners that might be new to the show, we do sometimes compare two albums from one artist against each other. <laughs> Not typically. We do argue. <laughs> We definitely debate, and in the end, only one album or artist will reign supreme. Um, wait a minute, Jake. Are we just going to pretend like last week didn't happen? I mean, you guys must have some really harrowing stories about your kidnappings after the girls took over. What happened? I don't know what you're talking about. Some Somebody drove me to a memory clinic, and I don't remember anything. Well, you're lucky, man. I wish I could forget what happened. I wish I for- could forget what happened. So I'm getting ready for work. The last thing That's the last thing I remember. The next thing I know, I'm in a small, tiny room. The lights are flashing. I'm surrounded by four masked, well-scented people. I assume they were women. They smell nice. And they demanded that all the E's I saved, I give them back. I said, you're not getting my fucking E's. So I had to make a deal. You've been saving them for a year. I know. I got like 46 (laughs) of them. (laughs) So I had to make a deal with them to take over the show. So. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had to trade the show for the ease, unfortunately. I'm good. I'm in one piece. I think think the kidnappers actually, I think they came to snatch me as well. And then they just saw the toil I'm going through every day right now. And decided that was much worse of a punishment. <laughs> and so they just left me. <laughs> You've been punished um, enough, dude. You might want to check your collection of store picks there, Jake. <laughs> just saying. You might want to check. Um. And um, I think... <laughs> you guys, I think... Uh, I don't think Ed's going to be joining us tonight. He... Uh, I've got to say, he was the toughest one to break, believe it or not. And... Uh, we haven't let him out yet. He hasn't met our demands. We're still waiting for all of his bottles of larceny. So, yep, he's not with us tonight. <laughs> How ironic. <laughs> Sorry. That you guys are stealing his bottles of his larceny. larceny. <laughs> <laughs> but if he ever shows up on the show again, he'll have like a long hair and a beard and be all grizzly. <laughs> yeah, because apparently a bunch of women took him. <laughs> <laughs> he'll look like Tom Hanks and Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, somehow he managed to get a video out, and uh, he's had his em- phone twice. So we're not sure how he keeps getting his phone. He'll but, have an um, empty bottle of Eagle Rare that he calls Wilson. That's <laughs> 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 what he's been brushing his teeth with, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's All good. right. All right. Well, so you guys what, are back. What are we're all, we're, we're yeah. all almost here, sort of, kind of back to normal. Kind of, kind of. Um, kind of. But what the hell are we doing tonight? So, like you said, Jake, it is not a typical episode. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we will be doing a battle of some sort, uh, and that battle is going to be focused on who we feel are the best singers slash frontmen in metal and rock. Yeah, so we decided that we would do a four-part series on our opinion of best singers, bass players, guitar players, and drummers in rock and metal. That is exactly what we plan to do. 
um, you know, being that we do, we see these lists, these best of lists, uh, all the time and we discuss and, 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 and most times we just end up, you know, shitting on the people that write these lists cause they don't know, have a clue what they're talking about in our opinion. And, uh, so we figured, you know what? Let's just make our own. So you so can this, shit on us. <laughs> this is going to be our own best of series. Almost, I wonder if uh, I wonder if at the end of this, if we'll look back and 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 feel like we created a supergroup. I think so. I mean, I am hoping that's what's going to happen. And yeah, that could be part Depending five. That'd be cool. How shitty your lists yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my list is right, so I don't know about your guys'. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go, and so it begins yep. already. We're not, we're not competitive at all. No, no. Nor do we what argue. We always agree on everything. <laughs> always. <laughs> no, we don't. Anyway. So, like always, before we get into our lists of the greatest or who we feel are the greatest, uh, we start with the whiskey and a pairing. Jake, I believe you have the honor tonight. First, though, what is everyone drinking? Sailor, what are you drinking? So, um, it's a weird, weird, weird day for me. I was drinking earlier. I've stopped drinking, and I'll be drinking again in a little bit. Um, I've been drinking whiskey Bloody Marys all day. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so whiskey that's Bloody my Marys. favorite. Yes, everyone always flips out and gives me this face. I'm not flipping um, out. I just, I say, it sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, most people don't think it's interesting. Most people are like, what? And I'm like, just shut the fuck up and let me make you one. And they're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I know. Um, so I have a few secrets that I will not reveal. But um, one of my ingredients that I put in, so instead of vodka, you just use whiskey. I prefer rye rather than bourbon. Um, and I use a little bit of barbecue sauce in addition to the other elements that go into a Bloody Mary, I do not use hot sauce and of any sort because you have the whiskey in there. So that that's as much as I'm going to say. So I would say, friends, give it a give it a try. So as far as a hot spiciness, it's not a hot spiciness, right? It's more you have on the sweeter plenty side. of sp- nope. You do? It's not sweet okay. at all. Yeah. Not sweet at all. Even with you the barbecue. Plen- you get, with a, nope, nope. And I, I use a smoky barbecue because I want that okay. smoke flavor in there. Right. Um, yeah, I don't want sweetness in there. Um, I don't know why, which weird me out. But you still get plenty of spice in there. But for me, I don't want to drink a Bloody Mary that's, you know, ripping my tongue out of my mouth and burning my insides. I want to taste everything. I want to taste what I'm drinking. So I don't make mine crazy hot. The The whiskey is definitely enough spice. And I, I always use, try to go with a high proof because you've got a lot of dilution in there. Um and, you know, as far as tomato sauce goes, I like to use Clamato because you mm-hmm. get the nice briny saltiness in there. And then you balance that with your lemon juice and some other yummy ingredients and you get a perfect <laughs> <laughs> whiskey Bloody Mary. Secret ingredients. <laughs> I've, never, I've never been huh? able to get into to Bloody Marys. And it, it uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've certainly drank enough of them, kind of more out of necessity than out of... Actually enjoying it, I've just never really been able to get into them. And so, yeah, so maybe maybe I you need, need to try to some, some different. And I'm the opposite yeah. sailor. I like mine as hot as possibly can be. So exactly yeah, what you I, said you don't like is what I like in a bloody. But Mary. I but if you try it with yeah. whiskey 
and you're able to do the right proportions, I will give you. Mo- I'll, I'll send you guys. Send me the recipe. Yeah. Post most of my recipe, and I'm gonna leave off a few secret ingredients. But I have a feeling you might go. Oh, okay. I like everything I'm tasting, so I don't want to burn the hell out of all of it and mm-hmm. taste nothing. So Where- we'll we'll see. Okay, so this is a this is like uh, a dividing you know the line in the sand where do you where do you stand on the whole like because some people are completely anti this where you see these uh these bloody marys that are like a meal in a glass they get ridiculous with the garnishes and you see i mean i've I've watched actually like shows on food network and stuff where they do these entire shows about bloody marys and there's like Oh, yeah, 16. I've seen, there's like basically like a cheeseburger. Yeah, I've on seen top sliders on top of it, yeah, shrimp cocktail, like, like a shrimp and bacon, and they go, they go all out. As the professional, where where are you? So, the one thing discussion? I don't ever want to do is, and I, I've done it in the past, and I, and I, I try to learn from my mistakes. I don't ever want to slam somebody else's craft. Um, the, the, the times that you will see me shit on other drinks is if I feel like it's garbage. And by garbage, I mean, are you using chemicalized ingredients, which A, isn't healthy for you. B, right. it's, you're doing a disservice <laughs> yeah. to the spirit. You know, just garbage. There are, you know, there are things m- that are there are things that are objective, which is the quality of, right. of the ingredients. And there's there are things that yes. are subjective, which is, yes. you know, yes. I'm asking you a very subjective question as far as. Well, I'm going to say opinion. that I think it's I think it's objective because a bloody mary is a drink. It is a it is a cocktail. It is a mixed beverage. It is not a meal. It is not food. It's not a food item. If you want to make gazpacho and put all kinds of other food items in it and then have some vodka on the side, okay, fine. To me, that's what's happening mm. in that glass. You are distracting from the drink. And if you are a mixologist, a bartender, a cocktailist, your purpose is to. <laughs> I, I didn't make that up, by the way. I didn't make that up at all. I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stole that from some friends. Your the purpose is that you are handing someone a beverage that they are going to enjoy, and they are going to enjoy every aspect of it. That's why it is a difficult job. There seems to be millions of mixologists and bartenders around. But the really good ones, every single thing that it, about that drink is pleasurable to you. The, pre, the you know, watching it being made, if you can watch it, the person who has served it to you, the way it's served to you, the glassware, the fragrance, the view, like looking at it should be appealing in whatever way. And I don't mean it has to have 10,000 garnishes. It should just look, smell, and taste like everything that you hoped for and wanted out of that. And you should be able to taste a myriad of ingredients, ingredients all at one time and, and getting, you know, a unique flavor out of every cock, different cocktail that you drink. So if you're going to put hamburgers on it and five <laughs> pounds of bacon and, you know, four skewers of sh- jumbo shrimp and all kinds of shit, you're covering up what's in that glass. You do not feel confident about the drink you just made because you're putting all kinds of shit on top of it. That's like when things are, you know, have 50, th- like, umbrellas and a fucking half a pineapple and a an entire coconut and, you know, uh, 40,000 kiwis on it. Like, what the fuck is this? I'm trying to drink something here. I can't get past all this shit and the flowers in my glass. A garnish it's, it is seems to be like, subtle. It seems like it should be, like, in those scenarios, it seems like maybe 
Maybe it could be like a drink appetizer combo where the drink comes with a plate of food that you can eat while Indeed. drinking it as exactly. opposed to trying exactly. to uh, trying to just mash two things together that don't go together. Right. Your garnish on your drink should be something that, <laughs> that you compliments. so I always say it's it has to be useful. So if you have a wedge, the intention is to squeeze that into your glass, you're getting the juice and the pulp out of that. If you put a rind on there, a peel, the intention is to either get the pith from it or to get the oils of the citrus out of it. If you put a flower there, in my opinion, they should always be edible flowers. You know, otherwise you're taking it out of your glass and putting it down. Again, fine. But the point is your garnish should have a useful quality. Hmm. It should have a job to do in that cocktail. So when we take, mixologists, when we take uh, a peel of an orange, we're not just sitting it on top of there. We've twisted it over it or we've heated it with a lighter to get the oils come out and run it around the rim of the glass. That's going to give you beautiful fragrance as you're putting your face towards your glass to sip it. So to me, all garnish should have function. And putting hamburgers and hot dogs and, and shrimp skewers <laughs> on top of a glass of a drink is, in my opinion, just fucking bullshit. So I think it's total fucking garbage. It's ridiculous. Like you said, put a little plate of food next to it. That's awesome. A little combo thing. Hell yeah. It's a brunch time drink. That would, that'd be awesome. Yeah, pair it with something that it, it would go with. Because yeah. you're not taking, my point is, yeah. you're not taking that slider and dipping it into your Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's not happening. I, I've watched... <laughs> Thousands of people in my lifetime drink thousands upon thousands of Bloody Marys. So if you're putting a lemon wedge on your Bloody Mary, again, it's useful. You have lemon juice in that recipe, and you're going to squeeze a little in there. If you put olives in there, you're looking to get the brininess from the olive juice into that drink. So that makes sense. You're incorporating that in there. A celery stick is supposed to take away the heat from a Bloody Mary that's too hot. I'm not, I don't need to give you shit to take away anything. Hopefully what I made you is so delicious you don't need a distraction from it. That's how I'm going to end that. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Holla. So Jake, well, what, what are you drinking? You, what about you, Matt? Oh. What are you drinking? Psych. I asked you first. <laughs> well, I have the whiskey segment. Oh, okay. Are you drinking whiskey segment? So I asked segment? you. Okay. I am not. Well, I, <laughs> I am drinking one of my favorites, so I'm drinking Hill Rock Double Cask Rye for many reasons. Obviously, it's my favorite, and we, as discussed on the news, lost Dave Pickerel um, recently. So it's, uh, it's a bottle that was gifted to me uh, before I moved to New, uh, from New Jersey to Florida by one of our, uh, by our actually from our Hill Rock sales rep. Um, and I'm nursing the hell out of it because I know I can't get it down here. Hmm. So uh, it's just God, it's so goddamn good. It's a, it's a, it's a pricey it's a pricey pour, but you know I'm so as I said on that news segment, I'm so passionate about the product, and I, I hand sold hand sold a ton of it. And the price point wasn't an issue for most people. They just wanted something quality, and having Dave's name attached to it, you know. For people that, for customers that were bourbon drinkers who knew his name, uh, it was just an easy sell, and they came back and bought more of it. So, <clears throat> enjoying what I have left of it right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I've ever seen that in in Michigan either. I know I've I've, I've never tried it, but it was always something that fascinated me. The process. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> I guess we can get into this whiskey segment, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm gonna break I'm gonna break my heart 
All right, to uh, to kick this whiskey segment off and to really tie, maybe maybe get the conversation started and tie this in with the discussion we're going to have about uh, about great our our favorite or who we think is the greatest uh, mix of that maybe um, rock and metal lead people slash singers. I would like to know from you guys um, maybe three traits or features that you use to distinguish your your list of greatest rock and metal singers slash front people what are three things that you used in your own mind to establish who you thought made your list sailor what would you say so for me first trait is vocal sound i mean it's for me it's all about vocal sound vocal range um and then just the ability to be an enigmatic front person. That's yeah. those are the three things that do it for me. I would definitely agree. Uh, you know, vocal, vocal sound, vocal quality. Um, I think maybe range could possibly fall in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily, but maybe. Um, Matt, what would you think? Well, certainly. I'll combine the two things that you guys said, and I will say vocal talent slash range was, you know, the biggest one. Um, you know, the, the look, the look that certain guys have, whether it's part of a shtick uh, or just their presence on stage as far as how they can manipulate the crowd and how they can get the crowd in the palm of their hand uh, was a big one for me as well. Maybe I can encapsulate that with just charisma. Maybe would be the other stage word that presence. I would use. Stage presence, charisma. Um, you know, if it's if it's a shtick that they have, how is how are they getting the audience to buy into the shtick? You know, not to get too deep or complicated, but that, th- those were just things that I looked at big time. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so now, with that said, just from the top of your head, what would be your 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 best singer whiskey kind of translating that those same uh those same distinguishing qualities what would you say would be your front person whiskey wow that's a really good question man so 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 it's gotta have good you know solid vocal presence so you gotta enjoy enjoy it you know, as you would enjoy listening to a great singer, you have to enjoy the experience of that. It's also got to have, you know, Matt, like you said, it's got to have the presentation. It's got to have maybe some stage presence there. So maybe, maybe it's maybe it should look good on your bar. I don't know. Maybe it's just as I don't know. Damn. What would you think? Mm. I started thinking about this, and I was like, I really Actually, like to I, kind I, of... I you know, there's I know. one that... Yeah, go ahead, Sarah. I, th- I think I know. <clears throat> um, Wild Turkey Master's Keep. Boom. Yep. That's... For me, it has <laughs> an incredible vocal range. Wow, that's it, the, a the, solid the, pick. The vocal sound is stellar. That's yeah. how it's going to end up on a top. It's going to be a band I want to listen to all the time or the second I hear the voice, I'm brought back to a time and place. And it's 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 got to be a great front person and the bottle is sexy, the the way it's presented is sexy, the name is kick ass, the name is totally metal. Um it presents itself so well 
and I think can definitely stand in front of the majority of other American bourbons if it had to and say, hey, I represent American bourbon really well. Well, and probably more specifically, it represents it represents the rest of wild turkey. Sure. But I think it goes beyond that. Yeah. I think it goes beyond that because sometimes some American bands, you know, back in the day before the internet, you know, oh, I love American music, Elvis, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Well, okay, thank God. That's a good representation of American music. Now imagine that back in the day they were like, you know, oh, yeah, American music. I like Gordon Lightfoot. Like, what the fuck? No. I like Gordon Lightfoot. Or... Oh, God. Not to represent American music as a whole. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I live in Michigan. Have... Oh God's sakes! <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck, Tiny Tim. I don't know. Let's say Tiny Tim. Like who in the fuck is gonna want another country to go? Oh yeah, American music is pretty much Tiny Tim. Fuck no, no, absolutely no. not. That would be like sorry, but you know, American whiskey is Jack Daniels. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> that's I, I was that's meaning, my analogy. In, I was meaning in a more specific, not not to be contrary to your point. I agree with your point, but just uh, in in, a, in the same way that uh, you know a great uh, a great front person in a band represents the band. It's your it's it's kind of your first uh, impression of the band in 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 most cases. I would think. <clears throat> Matt? Yeah. Matt, did you have yours? The, you know, the first one that popped into my head, immediately popped into my head, was Blends. Okay. Yeah, because I I had put a lot of emphasis on the look, on the charisma, on the yeah. feel of it. Definitely and, not there. you know, it has the round bottle. It's got the top with the horse on it. It's in a, it's in a little satchel. Um, yep. and, you know, a box. It po- it po- and a box. It pops on the bar. You know, when you're in a bar and you see it, you know, you, your eyes are drawn to it. Um, but then I, I kind of diverted from that in my thought, my thought process. And I went to Glenfiddich 12 year, man. I don't know why it doesn't, it's, a classic. it's not, it's a classic. It's not, <laughs> su- it's kind of the opposite end. I mean, Glenfiddich was the first to put their bottles into a, bo- into a tin, into a box. Um, but the triangular tin, it's solid. Uh, it lasts, uh, it's popular. It's a crowd pleaser, and it has some. Oh. It has some. It has a good look to it as well. So that's a tough question, man. I really have to, you it's, know, to be put on the spot like that. Yeah. Well, and I I wanted to put you on the spot because I, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was kind of a, a fun way to uh, to to maybe think about um, you know to, to think about and as we like to do we like to combine our our whiskey and music discussions and. Um, you guys are going to probably mock what I'm going to bring forth, but, uh, I'm sure you've got a pretty good guess as to where I'm going, but, uh, well, at least for one of them, I have a pretty good, <laughs> my, idea. you know, my, my, my favorite, my favorite, uh, whiskey band and whiskey brand is four roses. And, uh, the, the front person in the four roses lineup is the limited edition small batch. And that is my absolute jam. It's my favorite singer. And uh, I just happen to have with me right now this year's release. Oh, wow. Pretty baby. 
the uh, the hundred and thirty year anniversary bottle, as it as it would be, and this is a uh, uh, this one. I if I remember correctly, this is a European import or export bottle, so it's the seventy centiliter bottle. But uh, now, when was that in, released? This was, that was released recently, right? in yeah, in well, uh, let's see. So, the Mellow Moments Club release uh, was in sept- at the end of September. Um, the Al Young releases were through October, <clears throat> and then uh, and then I think it kind of hit the shelves right around from October. It's still hitting shelves actually mm-hmm. uh, through November in different markets. Um, <laughs> but what I kind of one of the things I thought about the, the the limited edition small batch bottle is that it's very similar to the regular small batch bottle, but yet it's different. It's 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 dressed up a bit. It's when it's on the bar, you can it just has something about it that's, that's just like screams for it for attention it just it stands out similar to you know sailor how you mentioned how how the masters keeps the masters keep bottles themselves stand out you know aside from the box and everything else that's great presentation the bottle itself stands out it's it's a beautiful bottle it it has just a, a character to it and i think these ones do too and the the fact that uh you know, these are annual commemorations of, uh, you know, of a long history as well. Um, this is my favorite lead singer in the world of nice. whiskey. Awesome, man. So I thought that was a, maybe a fun way to take into our, into our upcoming discussion. I like everybody's choices. Yes. I do too. That was, that was good. That was fun. I'm going to have to revisit that on a later date. That'd be a cool. That'd be a cool. No, I think we could. We Maybe could like really a expand on that. Yeah, yeah, like a finale. Like how? Because what did I do? Oh, was it for? Was it for Queen? It was for Queen that I the whiskey segment I did the four grains, wasn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. and, I think uh, so. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and kind of broke yeah. down how I saw each band member. Maybe we could. Yeah. Maybe for like the finale of the series, we could each do our super group, our whiskey super group, like four of four whiskeys that we think and and why. I think it might be kind of fun. I like that idea. It's a good idea. I like it. All right, guys. Well, it is time to reveal our lists of our um, opinion of favorite uh, or top singers. Um slash front people we are only doing five a piece jake so um who wants to go first go ahead matt no pressure here no pressure okay (laughs) all right but you're uh i think sailor's really gonna hate me after this list Uh, i think especially (laughs) after maybe one of these guys who sailor you might get kidnapped again who sailor finds thinks so highly of um so the first one, and I'm going to venture a guess here that maybe you guys have this man on your list as well, and that is the one and only Freddie Mercury. So, yes. Freddie, yeah. I mean, what is there to say about this guy? We've talked about him ad nauseum on the show. Whether Way to not be, bury the lead, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, had the per- he literally had the perfect voice. Uh, you know, the, his fluid- fluidity of motion on the stage, 
how he conversed with the crowd, really got the crowd involved on so many levels, is second to none. Uh, when we talk about the act of taking that crowd in the palm of your hand, uh, there may there's really no better than him. And the man wrote hit after hit after hit, really anthem after anthem, uh, that are just as popular today as they were 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. So Freddie's my number one. Uh, and really the other four, you know, fall in line underneath him in any order you want to put them in. But um, you know, Bon Scott is my number two. Nowhere near as vocally talented as Freddie, I would say. Maybe no, maybe not nowhere near as vocally talented as his successor in ACDC. Very different styles, in my opinion. Uh, you know, a, a well-mannered guy with a crazy wild side, multi-layered individual. Uh, his voice, unique. You can pick it out. Uh, unique, transcendent. Was always one with Angus and Malcolm's pounding riffs. Uh, his aggressiveness on stage with that no BS look that he had, sleeveless shirts or that sleeveless vest when he was actually wearing, you know, a shirt or a vest. Uh, you know, and he sometimes when he would sing, he would have that wild eyed, demented look in his face, um, which just perfectly, like I said, complemented Angus's aggressive playing style and Angus's look on stage as well. Um, you know, he made ACDC that dangerous, edgy band that they were in the seventies. Whereas Brian Johnson, if you're going to, if you're going to compare him to Brian Johnson, served as more of a showman, uh, you know, who really propelled ACDC to a new stratosphere of popularity, but their edginess starts and ends with bond. Uh, so he's my number two, number three, I have Chris Cornell. Um, if you say Freddie's voice was a thing of beauty, I think Cornell's voice is on the same level, but it's more haunting to me. I think he has that more haunting voice, not just because he passed away. I think it was it, it was haunting on a level before he even passed away. Uh, and it always has, always will be that way. The gravelly nature of it, the subject matter which he sings is just a match made in heaven with his vocal style. There's a stoicism about his performances that command respect and admiration. He wasn't overly flashy or over-the-top vocally like some of his peers, and he really looked as though it was effortless effortless on stage, and even his guitar playing was great, which I think gets overlooked sometimes. Um, I found a quote that one, Reddit, one critic wrote uh, after seeing them perform live in 1992. He's not so much playing the guitar as he is trying to extract the venom from the guitar. <laughs> Because he had this aggressive style when he played on stage uh, guitar, which I said, think, I think it gets overlooked with how great his voice was. Uh, my fourth, and I think Sailor might agree with me that this guy is amazing, but I think he does get very much overlooked in the metal genre, and that's King Diamond from Merciful Fate, yeah. from King Diamond, the band. Um, an incredible, he has otherworldly vocal range, the horror theatrics, which combine Alice Cooper with like a voodoo medicine man. I mean, the guy is just amazing to look at on stage. Uh, you know, he had the, the microphone with the femur bones on it, and he had used the human skull uh, at one point, which he named Melissa, which is actually the title of Marcel <laughs> Fate's first album. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the th and the thing about him is once you get past that, shtick that that stage presence that look um is the voice and the voice is you know he falsettos the shit out of everything and the range is there and unfortunately like i said at the open i think he does get overlooked sometimes which is unfortunate 
And then that brings me to my number five, and that is Axel Rose. <laughs> Insert barf gross. emojis here. <laughs> Fucking gross. <laughs> and I will say this with all sincerity. For a five-year period from 1987 to 1992, I do not think in my heart of hearts that there was a larger, a more larger-than-life, more magnetic performer than, than him for five years there. Uh, doucheness aside, controversies aside, however you feel about his personality... From a strictly vocal talent, stage talent, energy, electricity aspect, um, he was at the top of the game. He was on top of the world. Uh, you know, again, much like Bon was with Angus, one with Slash's riffs, Slash's solos. Uh, whatever your personal feelings about the man, you can't deny his talent. So that is number five for me, and that is my list. <clears throat> Very good list. Mm, kind of, sort of. Some of it. <laughs> I think I was on. I think I was on on board for most of it. Um, I'm not familiar with uh, with King Diamond uh, <clears throat> at all, so I guess I'll have to check. The band is Merciless. You're fate. not gonna Merciful Fate. You're not gonna like him. I'll tell you right now. Okay. I I know you won't like. Him. Check him out for sure. Because <laughs> no, I actually won't. have I, it. I, agree. I have that like as him. a. I have him as on our list as possible upcoming future topics, but. I, I, you're not going to like it. I know your style now, Jake. You're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> quick on. Quick so actually, on. <laughs> actually, we should play it. when I want to play it while we're all together so I can see your face. I want to see your reaction. So when we're done recording tonight, I'm going to play a song for you. I want to see your face. <laughs> okay. That'd be really good. And I, I, I agree with your sentiment, uh, Matt, about about Axel Rose. And, and we've, uh, you know, we, we discussed this um on our was it king of, was he king of the douches episode well we did the guns uh, guns and roses episode <laughs> oh we did the guns and roses as well yeah, yeah that's right yeah. okay um but uh but yeah I, I i think it's 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 hard to uh hard to write the history of of rock and roll and especially for that time period without i mean without talking about oh yeah i mean i'm giving him that five years that's what i'm <laughs> yeah. giving him i mean everything after that garbage is bullshit but i mean but yeah 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 for that for that 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 flame burned so bright and so fast yep all right i'll go next Sounds um good. <laughs> just in case um all right so my list starts with ann wilson um so ann wilson was the lead singer songwriter and is sorry for the band heart um, she has been listed <laughs> in one of these lists that we shit on um, oh, as God. one of the top heavy metal vocalists of all time. But it was by Hit Parader magazine, so that's why I included it because I actually really like Hit Parader magazine. Um, she's a dramatic soprano, and uh, her career, of course, started alongside her sister, who is a badass guitarist in 1975. Um, here's one of the things that pisses me off sometimes i can't tell you how many fucking articles and if you read the damn lists it says she's often referred to as the female robert plant <laughs> go fuck yourself she's a fucking amazing yeah. singer why on her own why can't she just be ann wilson suck it yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah no because you always have to be compared to a man of to, yeah. who's better of course yeah fuck that shit so ann wilson goes at the top of my list because the sound her voice of her voice is it's 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 often perfection it's incredible her range is incredible um 
her performance as a performer she's amazing um she doesn't you know have a shtick she doesn't do tricks she doesn't run around the stage but when she's out there and you know i i've seen her i've seen her a few times and you see her like in that moment where you're in your sweet spot and now you're just everything's faded away and you're just singing man you can just see girl it's like her whole body is the instrument it's incredible um, and she's just, she's a badass. Her and her sister are total badasses. Um, for them to dominate like they did and come up in music at that time, um, especially in what was, con- they were considered heavy rock. Sometimes they were called metal back then. Um, there, there were not a lot of other women as their colleagues. And, um, they've told some interesting stories. They've, they've, uh, the song Barracuda is about a fucking journalist asking them if they make out. A fucking asshole. But this is this that was commonplace, you know. So, um, so that I just think she's a badass. Um, I also put Freddie Mercury on my list, of course. Of course. Um, Freddie was a natural baritone. He sang tenor, though, and it has been said that he had a perfect four octave vocal range, but that was not true. So they did scientific research on his voice. And um, I guess they, they like stick a tube up your nose. It's, it's like this crazy thing. And this is what they use to actually check for throat cancer. Um, so the researcher said what, where he stood out was that he applied, where he applied his vibrato and distortion to his voice. So they used a high-speed camera to film his voice box in action while he was singing. Um, and you get more, they got more than 4,000 frames per second. Um, so, and it revealed that he has this growling technique. Um, and so it generated unusual undertones and frequencies and subharmonics. <laughs> and so he could create several pitches all at one time. Yep. And he had exceptional control. So it sounded like he had all these octave ranges, but he really didn't. But his technique was superior. Um, and all the things you said, uh, I can't, I really, you know, I'm not going to repeat them, Matt, just as a, as a showman, as a front person, as an entertainer, and just unique. The sound of his voice is very unique, and you know it's Freddie Mercury the minute you hear it. Um, speaking of a four-octave vocal range, it was, in fact, Chris Cornell who had a four-octave vocal range. Um, and his voice improved with age. And this, there, there, this is an actual, an actual thing that has been studied um, in his recordings. Much like the dexterity of guitarists, they say, there are some vocalists whose whose instrument will um, get better with age and some that will diminish with age. And we know that happens to a lot of singers um, that don't really have the physical um, whatever, superiority that, that others do. Um, to me, Chris Cornell stands out because um, his style, who he was as an entertainer, was very different at the time. Um, I remember reading a lot of posts after Chris Cornell passed away from other musicians that he either played with or were, were in bands at the same time that Soundgarden was kind of coming up, um, saying that the first time they saw him, they were like, what the hell is this guy doing? Who is this guy? First of all, he's shredding on the guitar, but he's singing in almost this, you know, a lot of them refer to it as a feminist way, a feminine way. Um, and I, I can see what they mean. I don't think that's the perfect depiction, but, um, and they were like, and he would be, you know, like, you know, moving his hair around and, you know, flicking the hair and like this flirty <laughs> sexiness. And it was like, 
and even a lot of these guys are like, I was, I was like, oh my God, am I turned on right now? Like, what the hell is happening? And he just nailed everything he did, whether he did a cover of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, Unplugged, whether he was singing Rusty Cage, um, he had it all. He had it all. And, and studying his voice proves it. Um, so to me, he's, he's, there will never be another like Chris Cornell, probably. Um, I also put Ozzy Osbourne on my list because he is the motherfucking godfather of heavy metal. Um, he mm. is 69 years old and he's still a chart topper. He still sings and performs live. Um, there are a lot of urban legends out there, um, about, there are people backstage that are actually singing and it's not him singing that, you know, he has, uh, he's singing to recordings. It's actually, none of it is true. Um, and it's not because I like him. I, I, if that was true, you know, I would say it. Um, so he, he is just an enigma himself. He is, he is just a huge presence but aside from that, his I love the sound of his voice. His voice is so distinct and so unique. I love the way he use, uses his voice to um, bring across the intention of some of the lyrics. And I think that can often be very difficult to do. There are some songs where you're like, I like, I like the... Um, I like the sound of the song. I like the melody. You know, I like I like the music. But what the fuck is this guy saying? And it kind of drives you crazy. If he was really good at singing that song, if he was really great at getting the intention of the lyrics across, you wouldn't be distracted and have to say, what's he saying? What's he saying? I didn't know half what the fuck was coming out of Ozzy's mouth, whether he's talking or singing. You know, I have to, I had to look up the lyrics to learn them, but it didn't matter. It sounds so good. The sound of his voice, I think, is just, it's just undeniable, fucking amazing. Um, and the last one on my list, um, Getty Lee. Uh, Getty Lee from Rush. Uh, he is the lead singer of Rush, and he has a very unique voice. Um, and he has even said himself that he believes his voice is polarizing and has been polarizing for the band their entire career and has often asked would you know, in the early days would ask the, the band members, should I step back? Should, you know, should we get someone else to be the lead singer? You either love or hate Getty Lee's voice. He is a count. He is a counter tenor falsetto. He has a three-octave vocal range that goes from baritone through tenor to alto and mezzo-soprano pitch ranges. He has a hell of a voice, um, technically. Um, I feel that, of course, the musicianship of the band is undeniable. We've 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 covered this band. We've discussed them. Mm -hmm. um, the the lyric writing is undeniable. But I feel that it was Getty Lee's voice that really gave them that prog rock sound. I feel like he had a big part of really making that all cohesive and be very unusual and not just your straight up rock and they can do straight up rock um working man is my favorite rush song we talked about this when we covered rush i think that is just a straight up classic and i don't mean classic rock but classic rock song 
Um, and he does it very well. But then he can also do, you know, I used to call it the fairy dust prog rock. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, like YYZ and, um, I mean, just his range, his unique sound, and the way he delivers on stage. I've seen Rush several times. Again, he's not doing anything very showy. But there's something about his persona when he's on that stage. It's very difficult to take your eyes off him. And mind you, he's standing next to one of the greatest drummers of all time in rock. So uh, I think that says a lot if you can hold your own um, up against somebody like that. So those are my choices. Great list. If you don't like him, fuck you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Kind of. Jake? I guess uh, we won't um, discuss those. (laughs) Oh, wait. Do you want me to to reveal Ed's list before we move on to you, Jake? Yeah, let's do his first. Okay. So since since Ed is still kidnapped and I have not let him out yet. Did this list get slid under the door? Yes, it did. On a napkin? Yeah. Well, some of the the other girls were trying to... Toilet beat paper. it out of him and i was like you know let's let's t- take it easy on the guy um so he also chose freddie mercury um he put rob halford on there he put paul mccartney on there he put david lee roth and ariel pineda wow he has a bizarre list yeah i think we i think we always <laughs> picture you know paul, paul mccartney to me is an odd choice because i think we always as a society picture the Beatles as a cohesive unit. We don't necessarily see them as individuals, maybe. Well, yeah. Or if anything, so, yeah. it's always it's always Lennon McCartney. It's it's, always it, it's like McCartney, this two headed, yeah. and then you know throwing George Harrison. But yeah, but yeah, you don't think of Paul McCartney we, as a front. We kind of see them as like interchangeable. Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm just I don't know. Like I don't I wouldn't consider him rock. And, and that's, I mean, controversial, of course, but I wouldn't put him in this category. I, I, I might include him in a list of other types of music, but I wouldn't put him in a rock and metal list. Just and, that's and not, me. You know, and, and not, for, not for lack of respect for his, uh, you know, what his, uh, his influence that, that led to rock and roll, certainly. You know, it's not for, for lack of that. It's more or less, I think I, I would agree with you, Sailor, that I... I, I see the Beatles more as a pop, yes, a pop, pop band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, agreed. And not you know, and and certainly they they went into the you know the Sgt. Pepper era where they had the psychedelic stuff and whatever. But I think I think the 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 true um, influence of the Beatles uh, was in the pop atmosphere, which you know, and, and it led it led to that but yeah i don't necessarily yeah. i don't consider them not not in the way no. that we talk about rock and and, and metal. yeah yeah i wouldn't yeah and i mean i just and i think him solo i would say he's easy listening i don't think there's anything really very rock about no. what paul, paul mccartney has done um i think you know saying he's rock is back in the time when you would call anything that wasn't a big band, you would call that rock and roll, you know, anything that had an up-tempo, uh, well, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 all, it's a, and it's, a, yeah. it's just like calling certain uh, rock and roll bands that we consider rock and other publications would call them heavy metal. And metal. it's like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, a change is what, the, yeah, what, for sure. Yeah. So, so I, I think Ed, I think, uh, I think Ed got one right. <laughs> oh, poor poor guy is not here to defend himself. I think his I think his um I, the funny thing about Ed is I think that he often um I he surprises me. Yeah. Um he's I think that's his favorite. I think that's his favorite singer's list. Probably. I think like if if the criteria was was uh you know who are you who do you think are the best mixed with who are your favorites? I think he went heavy heavy to the favorite side. I think I agree with you. <laughs> cuz cuz I don't I think I could only make an argument for one of those people on there. And it's and it's the and it's the person that all four of us have on our list. Yeah, and I think, yeah exactly. I think if push came to shove, and we were to look at like all criteria of of what you know, if we're going to check boxes of of what makes a great front person, I think we probably would would I think we would all maybe come to the same person, which would be Freddie Mercury, just for for what he was able uh, yes. to do on stage and with his yes. voice and. When you start checking boxes, I mean, are there are there different singers that could do a different style better than him? Sure, absolutely. But when when all of when it all gets tallied up, I think he checks more boxes than than anybody else in 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 rock and roll history, in my opinion. <clears throat> um, so with that said, he's obviously on my list, uh, and and would be in that. Like I said, he would be in that spot on my list, even though he's not my favorite, um, my favorite front person. I, I would consider him all around, probably you know, the greatest. Um, <clears throat> I would say my favorite, who I would put right up there. Freddie Mercury is is one A. This guy might be one B, and that would be Robert Plant, who is the male Robert Plant. <laughs> to joke, to, to, to just to, just to say how stu- stupid that sounds. Uh, he's the whatever, he's the, he's the male Ann Wilson. I mean. for, yeah, for he's those, the male Ann Wilson. For yeah. all those people out there that you know can't just uh, you know say that Ann Wilson's great for her own merits and try to put yeah. this uh, caveat of male or female or you know whatever it might be on this show we discuss merits and and uh, and and yeah to your point God earlier, damn to your point right. earlier Sailor Ann Wilson's just a <laughs> fuck just a great front person doesn't Thank matter you. what the gender is <clears throat> um, but Robert Plant I, you know we've discussed this and I'm not going to go too much in depth because we did uh uh, a Led Zeppelin episode. Go listen to it. It was a lot of fun um, episodes. But uh, you know, Led Zeppelin is my favorite band, and uh, and I think when you have um, you know such a I, I don't even know the the adjectives to describe a band like Led Zeppelin, but you you can't have you couldn't you couldn't have had a front person that wasn't Robert Plant and have that band be successful. I just, uh, <clears throat> I think the band, even though, and we'll come to this in another episode, I think John Bonham's the greatest rock and roll drummer of all time, not to, you know, Spoilers. <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think when you have so much talent 
in the band itself and it's just in your face and it's big and it's loud and it's 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 all of these things you gotta have a front person that is willing to mimic guitar solos with his voice and do stuff that's outrageous and crazy and and wear women's clothes i guess and dress up very <laughs> scantily and do things to be a great stage performer you know going back to the criteria that we discussed you know just like you know freddie mercury had a uh, uh an affinity for the theatrics uh so did robert plant just in a different different style um <clears throat> moving on to uh i was really surprised that uh i don't think i heard any of you guys say james hetfield Nope. And I, I found that interesting with all of our uh, love for Metallica. Uh, I I don't think that, you know, one of the criteria I, I always put forward when we do, when I do like a list is, uh, is it's kind of my Hall of Fame criteria, Matt, with sports and, mm-hmm. and, and Sailor with, you know, with your team recently winning a World Series, but... Red Sox. <laughs> when I when I look at uh, athletic Hall of Famers, it's it's can can the history of that sport be written without this person? And if it and if it if it can be, then maybe that person's not a Hall of Famer. And to me, uh, you know the the history of of uh, of rock and and absolutely of of metal, it can't be written without James Hetfield. And uh, <clears throat> I mean. When you talk well, that's, about, but I think that's another. I'm sorry, but I think that's another criteria altogether. I don't. Be, well, well, but, that's, way, but that's one. But that's one criteria of to me, the guy, uh, he fronted the greatest heavy metal band in history, the biggest, you know, the best selling, the most popular. He was the front man for Metallica, and uh, and and did it for decades successfully transitioned when when he couldn't perform one certain way he completely changed himself his his uh his vocal presentation in order and 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 still did it successfully uh and i mean the guys man i don't i just i couldn't i I couldn't write my list without him i think if this was a strictly metal frontman list Yeah, maybe not to Agreed. split hairs on genres Agreed. again, but uh, you know it yeah. is metal, rock, and whiskey, so we have to encompass everything. And I right. think that he just lacks. And I, I can say this: my Metallica resume speaks for itself. I think I'm absolutely. I can say this. So I think that he lacks in some places where uh, there are others that are leaps and bounds. Ahead yeah, because of him. it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's a list of five people, and I str- and I had him on my long list until I had my short list. Of course, I did. Yep. You know, but, but for me, it was vocal sound and talent does he deserve to be in a top five for rock and metal absolutely i don't i don't think so personally me he has because he has only because iconic metal no no wait and it's not no 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 not because of lack of his talent it's because others had more talent than he did that i felt went above him and so because it was only five they might have had more range but i don't i don't think it's fair to say that uh that that somebody had more talent than 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 he did because his I mean his talent spoke for itself. If he wasn't talented, then I mean especially when we're talking about 
you know, a, a lead singer of a band, if your lead singer isn't talented, no matter how great your band is, you're not going to reach the heights that Metallica did. I'm not saying he's not talented. I was the biggest Metallica fan in the fucking well, universe. If, if, if you, if I'm not you taking are away the front from person, him. If you're the front person of the greatest metal band in history, then that right there, I mean, then that has to propel you to a certain a certain height in in the entire sphere of rock and roll. I it mean, does. It certainly does, but Ann Wilson, Freddie Mercury, Ozzy Osbourne, Chris Cornell, and Getty Lee have more talent and I more qualities than he does, in my opinion. He's the victim of the short list, unfortunately. Exactly. Is, that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's all yeah, it is. I mean, that's all well, he's it is. He's a victim of your short list. Yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's not a diss on him. Not it's not a diss on him at all. Not at all. If Like, like, like Matt said, if this was just a medal, he would have made it on there for sure. Because I, I wouldn't have put Getty Lee on there, and I wouldn't have put Freddie Mercury about, on there, yeah. and I wouldn't put Ann Wilson on. <clears throat> I would have had Ozzy first, then I would have had, it would have been Ozzy and then James Hetfield with no question. No question. Absolutely. And, 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 there, and, and therein lies, you know, a difference. I don't personally, I don't, we've discussed this, I don't care for Ozzy's tone. You know, his, his style of singing, I don't care for Getty Lee's style of singing. Yeah. I, you know, is it is it uh, when we're t- when we're discussing range and stuff like that? Both of them, um, yeah, I would say that they both have better range than James Hetfield. But if we're discussing, you know, again, this is subjective to an extent, and and uh, and I think in those uh, those boxes that we're checking that are subjective, when you know stage presence. Uh, how yeah. you front the band? Yeah. What what you what you bring to the band? The fact that he played guitar as mm-hmm. while he's singing, played wrote the riffs, and, the, and those are wrote, and, wrote the and those are additional absolutely. boxes that you checked. I mean, yeah, yes. you know the yes. the the For influence sure. on a genre, the the influence on other artists. I mean, he checks yeah. all those boxes too. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. literally just a short. Like I said, if it was just metal. Ann Wilson, no Ann Wilson on my list. No Freddie Mercury, no Getty Lee. Yeah, and who no, I, have, I have King Diamond. And, and James would have yeah. been, if it wasn't for Ozzy, James would have been number one. But it would be Ozzy number one, James number two, without fucking question. Well, in these, in these lists, obviously, um, they obviously kind of, they represent what styles of music the four of us kind of pinpoint into also. Because it, it shows what, what we... Um, what we treasure in in a lead singer and and as we go through this series we're gonna i think we're gonna see what what style of music each of us truly enjoy i think well i i think it's just because we had to make it a broader for me the only reason is because we had to make it it was we made it a broader category by saying rock and metal yeah so i had to open it up to so for me it was any hard rock was considered as well, sure. as long with any type of metal. Yeah. And you only have five. So I had yep. to be – so, f- and also for me, I'm a singer. So technicality is very important to me. Yep, same here. Um, it, it, technicality, vocal range, and vocal sound are more important to me than a good front man. Way more important to me. That's from my perspective. Other but people that's who, also uh, subjective. Absolutely uh, subjective. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing you can't deny, the people that I chose scientifically all have superior voices. And so that's a 
that that was a factor in it for me as well. If I'm going to be crass enough and have the audacity to make a list, what the fuck do I know? Who the fuck am I to say these are the top five greatest metal and rock singers in the world? I always am like, there's got to be some science in there because otherwise I'm just an asshole. I don't know. So that <laughs> but it's like, it, it's played like a huge part, part of it too. What, what makes that that part of it subjective? You know, when you bring up that... You know, scientifically, they have this or um, you couldn't take Celine Dion, who scientifically probably has one of the greater voices in singing, vocal singing history as far as her range, etc. You couldn't she could never sing in a hard rock band because she doesn't have the sound. Her tone doesn't have the sound that would make a band like that successful. It's. So you, it's not just. I it's don't not know. Just, I bet you she could. It's I not bet just you, if you put saying, her on the spot. Because that's, cause I that's bet like you to she me could. when so you're I listen her do what I with ACDC was not uh, <laughs> <laughs> when she did. You shook me all night long. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> no, but if she, if but you there's said a her like purity. you have to have that sound, <laughs> yeah. I think. vocalists like that can do that that's one of their talents is that they can like chris cornell like that like the point of him is he can sing yeah something that he is amazing at is he has a certain tone a style to his voice that matches the music and that's where i think i think a lot of times i have when i when i say that i don't necessarily like getty lee to me like i listen to rush and i'm like man the singer to me, his vocal style to me, it just it doesn't match the band. Like it just, and it just doesn't translate to my ear. When I hear James Hetfield, I can't imagine anybody else singing for Metallica. Fuck no, no. Like Fuck no. I just, Never. I just feel like his Never. voice, his style, everything about it. He did that, that, that thing. He did it better than anybody else. So let me let me just make one little counterpoint here. I mean, this is all this is all subjective. That's I think that was the point of us doing this show is these lists are bullshit. <laughs> they no, I know, but these lists got, are fucking got, bullshit, and this is why we would shit more. on them all the time. Yeah. Just real quick, just yeah, no, real no, quick. No, yeah, no. We all know the story of Journey, correct? Trust me, I, I knew as soon yes. as we got as soon as I of got course, to Hatfield James have a, yeah, that this was gonna this was of gonna course. happen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, so for those of you that don't know that journey and, and I'm going <laughs> to, a lot of people have no idea that the journey that is touring now and has been touring for the last, what, how many fucking years? I don't know. Eight Long years. Long time. Yeah. Maybe 10 now is not with Steve Perry. No. Okay. No. Do a Google search. The, the man who is singing for like Journey <laughs> right now, this is my point, who is singing for Journey right now is a Filipino, uh, a young Filipino man, well, he was at the time, who was uh, doing karaoke. Somehow it went on YouTube because people were like, holy shit, this like actually sounds, sounds like, like Steve Perry. Perry. The band found out, and they, long story short, <laughs> they fucking hired him. Okay, but here's the thing. They didn't go, let's find another. I, I, can, I can promise you there were singers left and right lining up to sing for Journey. It, other established singers whose bands might, be, might not be, you know, exist anymore, whatever. Um, Journey's a very well-respected band. She was a huge fucking band. They, they chose the guy who sounds just like Steve Perry. Yeah. So... I, I I think if we try to say, well, I can imagine this band with another singer, I can Im-, 
I don't think for any of these bands that have had the lasting power that it would be possible for anyone to step into the shoes. And I think that the challenges of bands who have tried that journey had to find someone who was an exact replica of Steve Perry. If I'm Steve Perry, I'm either going to be really insulted or really flattered. I don't know. Well, which I mean, one. it worked for ACDC. Well, I was just that's the only AC- that's the only. But he yeah. doesn't sound. They, they don't sound alike, though. But I they also think that it happened. I know, but it worked. It worked. Well, yeah. No, it's it. it happened, they're the rare exception. It happened exception, early though. enough. Yeah, yeah. It happened early enough in their career, Very, exactly, to where they were yeah. able to build a new career. Yes, and move exactly. forward with it. Yeah, I yeah. think you yeah. know if I'm catching your point correctly, and I, and I would completely agree with this, is that once a band hits a certain echelon, then there can be only one. Yes. It, it's yes. like the lead singer yeah. becomes the Highlander, and yes. that person there can be only one James yes. Hetfield. There can be only yes. one Ozzy Osbourne. There can yes. be only you know one Freddie Mercury. But does that make them? <laughs> but but is it because they are so great as a vocalist, or is it because? That is like for me, Getty Lee is the sound of Rush for sure, for uh, sure. And, and, yeah, I don't, and I, I'm just, not disagreeing you, with that either. I, I think they, I think he make he, I think he makes that in, in many ways. Sometimes he made them that sound in a way it, that you need. And I think he's a great singer. Love it or hate it, sound. Yeah, I just don't. So yeah, so that was my only point bringing that up. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. I, I would never. You know, disagree with that point, um, and and like you said, I, I mean, it would be interesting for me to hear somebody else do it. It probably would be completely unsuccessful, and I'd probably, I'd probably actually dislike it more. But okay, <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> um, this next one is. Uh, I, this came this this is this is like a captain's pick. I had to, I, I put him in because of the impact he's had um, <clears throat> with my musical taste. Um, he's one of my favorites, and I think talent wise, I think you'll I think you'll agree he fits he fits he would he would probably be in your guys' long list. Um, heavily talked about on a previous episode already as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, and that is uh, Maynard James Keenan from Tool. <clears throat> he was not on my long list. No, me either. <laughs> yeah, not mm. that I don't not not that everything you said was not true or correct. I feel the same way, but he was not. <clears throat> I have my long list in front of me right now. He was not on it, unfortunately. No, no, no. <laughs> well, your list should be long. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty damn long, man. So it was mine, and he does not. That's <laughs> what she said. <laughs> well, I'm not going to expand too much because we did a fantastic episode about uh, yeah. Tool with Scotch Trooper, um, and and Brett definitely uh, he he said he said things about Maynard much better than I will do right now justice to. Um, but when when I was really kind of <clears throat> when I got my list down to about ten and was starting to kind of do that same thing that I was talking about. Then I start hitting the criteria of, okay, well, can, you know, can, can the history of, of the music in general, and then the music that I love be written without this person? Does this person, 
uh, you know, the criteria that we talked about, vocal range, style, stage presence. Um, I, I also really appreciate when, a you know, when a lead singer, um, writes, you know, their lyrics and, and, uh, and I think the guy's just crazy and I love him. <laughs> so it, it's, this is a very, like I said, this is captain's pick super subjective on my end. I, I do think that, um, in, in the, in the genre of, of hard rock metal, I think he, he does rise to the top of that list by itself. Is he one of the five greatest rock and roll singers of all time? Probably not. But you, you know what? This is my list. And like you said, <laughs> Sailor, if you don't like it, go for yourself. Go scratch. Exactly. 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 We all get to say that. <laughs> and for my number five, to round it out, um, this one, I, I think if we're talking, um, I, I think this one would go under the radar. Um probably for the short amount of time that 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 he was around um he was a guy that 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 died young and and there's some weird stories about that um that people that were around him talked about um how he used to talk about his death before he died um which was really weird and um and I think I've discussed on this uh, on this show before, where uh, my dad's favorite band is Leonard Skinner, and Skinner has has also been one of my top five bands for my whole life. I I, I think the style of of southern rock um, and even country music to to an extent uh, was influenced um, in a way that that can't be over overtold by by Leonard Skinnerd and uh, Ronnie Van Zant was my number five pick um, unfortunately he did it one of the quotes that uh, one of the other band man, members mentioned was that he said he wouldn't he wouldn't make it till the age of 30 and and as as we know he passed away at the age of 29 a plane crash uh, mm-hmm. which uh, not long before his 30th birthday mm-hmm. and and the plane it, it, he used to nickname himself the Mississippi kid and he had no ties to Mississippi at all, at all. He was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Like he had zero ties to Mississippi whatsoever. And the only thing that tied him to Mississippi was that his plane crashed in Mississippi. And there was like all these weird, you know, that's nuts, man. Could I didn't be know that. Urban, yeah. legend. urban legends. He's in or, the twenty. What is it? The tw- what, what's the club called? Was it twenty nine? That's twenty seven. Is the club twenty seven? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, going to the twenty seven club. There, uh, that one. Uh, there's a podcast that I listened to that I brought up on here before that recently. He did um, that. What really happened? Podcast. He did uh, uh, an episode on the twenty seven club recently and. It's really interesting, but, um, but yeah, for not only personal reasons, but I think in, again, you know, he's, he's somebody that, did he have a big stage presence? I guess it would depend on how you look at it because I think this is one of those guys that he stood still and he sang and he let his, 
he let his vocal presence tell his own story instead of, you know, he didn't have the theatrics on stage or anything like that. He just sang. And I, and I always respected that about him. I actually, it was something I really loved about, about him too. So then that, yeah, I would not put him on a, (laughs) no, I, he's just, I I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. It's like simple is better sometimes depending on, the genre or what you're singing about, I guess, right? I mean, that's what you're going at. You're not going at stage presence or anything like that with him. He's just, a, he's, yeah, just, yeah. Straight just up, solely when straight you're talking up, yeah. about, uh, you know, some of the greatest rock and roll bands, and I mean, the guy can just straight up, he can just straight up sing, and I, it was, it was, he's he's one of my favorite rock and roll singers, and that's why. He made the list and, you know, I kind of, the, the honorable mentions that I had, you know, Chris Cornell, obviously I would put on that short list of greatest yeah. singers, but I knew, you know, there were some of these people that I, and maybe Ed felt this way too. I, I kind of knew that you guys were going to talk about and so to not be redundant, I, you know, didn't talk about Chris Cornell, <clears throat> um, but uh, he definitely would be on my list of, of greatest rock and roll singers um but i wanted to have a little bit of a mix of who my favorites were as well as obviously freddie was going to be on my yeah, list no matter what because i because i think he's you know like i said i think he's the all around greatest but i wanted to have a mix of, yeah, of who i thought were the greatest and who were my favorites it's a great diverse list and some good points of discussion i'm sure for our listeners as well <laughs> So yeah, I mean for everybody. I, yeah. and, and my list was in it was in no particular order of order, like, yeah. my like first, second, like yeah, if, I, me either. if you were to ask me who are the write, write a list of the five greatest rock and roll singers of all time, then it would go for me, Freddie, Robert Plant, and then nobody else that I have listed here. Yeah. <laughs> the huge but gap. again, yeah. But again, the three other ones that I had on there, they were uh they were my favorites and so that's what it was. So real, real quick. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I have a couple more names here. I just wanted you guys to say yes or no whether they're on your short list. Just real quick, mentioning these names: Janis Joplin. No. No. Dio. No. Yes, Ronnie James. Absolutely, I yes. have struggled with that. Yeah, really yeah. struggled. He yes. was in my top five and out and in and out many times. Uh, yeah, Stephen. Stephen was. <laughs> Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler. Fuck no. Fuck no. No. No, we, Steven that, Tyler. Got, that got brought up in the group text that, uh, you know, that all, of these, so all, of these, funny, all of these lists that you look at, like, you know, hypothetically, like a Rolling Stone or whatever the rest of them, they would all have Mick Jagger and Steven yeah. Tyler and Bruce Suckstein and all these. <laughs> and, and we have none of those. And to me, yep. I don't think that they're there. Yeah. I mean, are are they iconic? Sure. Do I think they're even in my... No, not even so, on my list. Speaking of Bruce, Bruce Dickinson. Yes, no? No. Hell no. Rob Halford. <laughs> no. He was, he was on no. Ed's. But yeah, he Jim, Mar- Jim Morrison. No, no, no. Danzig. No, no. Wow. Oh, my. So my one yes honorable. out of all that. Okay. The other honorable mention that I had uh, was Tom Petty. Um, 
you know, again, I not because he was the greatest, you know, vocal talent of all time, but uh, but he was one of my favorites and 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 iconic nonetheless. <clears throat> nope. And so my other my interesting final my final honorable mention was David Bowie, and uh, I think I don't know if maybe he was on your on your long list. I know he he I know that he's a favorite of all of ours. You yes. know For yeah. For his talent and uh, and his music. Um, <clears throat> again, he checks different boxes. That's exactly why I didn't. He was on my long list, and I struggled with it. I didn't put him on my short list because I felt like he didn't quite fit into the category mm-hmm. of where I was going with this in my head. But he would be, if there was a top vocalist, period, he'd be f- f- probably number two on the list. I mean, Michael Jackson, number one, him, number two. That's how strongly I feel about Bowie. Um, but uh, I'm also going to wait to talk about Bowie because we have... We have a dear friend of ours um, who's been desperate to talk about Bowie and be a guest on the show, and we will have her on the show one day. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for our our friend Bourbon Sailor to get on the show and talk about Bowie. Oh boy! <laughs> so if I look at our list combined, right? Um, so Freddie Mercury and Chris Cornell are at the top of the list because they got you know. We all chose Freddie, and two of us chose Chris Cornell. The rest is like, is it's weird. <laughs> it's a, a bizarre <laughs> list. It really is a hodgepodge. But that's, We've got Axl Rose, good, yeah. Ann Wilson, Bon Scott, King Diamond, Rob Halford, David Lee Roth, Ariel Pineda, Paul McCartney, <laughs> Robert Plant, James Hetfield, Ronnie Van Zant, and Maynard. <laughs> so Freddie <laughs> Mercury, Freddie Mercury is the lead singer of our Metal Rock Whiskey Super Band. He is. Yep. Yes. Yes, he is. He wins the spot. Yes. yes. Easy choice. Yes. Yep. Yep. He is the he is the lead singer. And he who won. will who will surround him? Stay tuned. Stay Ooh. tuned to find out. That's a good start. Okay, good know. start. Here's what here's what I want here's what I want you guys to do though is when we finish with this episode, I want you to write down your guess. So in the in, in the vocal slot is Freddie Mercury. So we're gonna have a four piece band. Oh, we're gonna Jesus. have we're gonna have a vocalist. We're gonna have a guitarist, a bassist. I think we're all gonna say drummer. the same thing. <clears throat> I think we're all gonna say the same thing and for I the rest of them. I, 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 I don't, don't know. Don't I say think it. the other three don't are. Say it, but, so. uh, I don't know. But, but I, don't know. I want you to guess at what our final super group is gonna be and I tuck it I away. Know. And let's and okay. then we'll do a I'm reveal and see right how now. close we were to being right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I, I think because we've covered I think the people we're all going to choose, we've already talked about them. And I, th- I think I know what we're all going to choose. I, okay. I think, so I think we're going to be pretty unanimous. Um, On bass. Well, obviously. Ooh. See, I was just mm. going to say, I think, I thought maybe yes. bass might be the a tough one. No, to, I think we're all going to choose the same person for bass. I think they're all going to be tough. Kidding? What are you talking about? I think, I they're think all bass gonna be... and guitar. So I, th- I think, I, th- I think drums yeah. and... I think drums, drums is going to be easy. easy. We're all going to choose the same person. Not be, yeah, not necessarily because we all will have the same first place vote, but we'll all have the same person. We'll Just all like, have, you know, we'll, yes, like Freddie, yes. we'll all have, we'll yes. all have a yes. certain person on our I list. I think I know who you're talking about, but I won't say. <laughs> same it. with bass. Same with bass. We're all going to put this one guy in our Ooh. list somewhere, definitely. And then guitar. I think we're going to do the same thing with guitar. I really, really do. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Man. Okay. I just know that Zeppelin will be apparent on all of his lists. So I know at least <laughs> one for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Page Guilty. Jones Bonham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably. I, well, we'll see. We'll see when it. Ooh, I think I know who. I'll be interested to see if anybody will okay, usurp Sailor. somebody from Zeppelin. Sailor, I think you might be right on the base. Oh yeah, I, when it I comes know down that. to it, I think I think uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna <laughs> Let's be. Not give I it think away. it. No, um, but I'm. I wrote it down right. I'm putting it in so my notes. I'm putting the date <clears throat> of when I wrote it down. Here's why I think, I think guitar I guitar is going to be difficult. Not because not because we won't probably all have at least one in common. I think we'll all have at least two in common. For guitar? Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think if I think if when when all four of us say these are who we think are the five greatest favorite whatever criteria same as what we've done here, I think we might have more than one in common. I think I can I think I can guarantee one. You might you might be right. <laughs> and I think there might be two and I think there might be I might surprise three you. Three that that two or more of us will have. I think it's gonna. That's that's. I think that's where that's gonna be tricky. It's not gonna be like Freddie Mercury, where we're like, this is the one guy we can agree on. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's this gonna be, be fun. Very interesting. Very interesting. I can't yeah. wait <laughs> to find out. Can't wait. So stay tuned for um, the next and. Uh, super psyched you guys this was this is gonna be a lot more at first i was like on the fence about doing this but i think it's gonna be really really fun um let's take a break real quick play a little king diamond for you we'll be right back sounds good guys that was super awesome and um king diamond super weird choice but i love him (laughs) (laughs) jury's out (laughs) but you see uh, why i picked him though (laughs) we'll see yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh hey guys if you did enjoy the show please tune in next week as uh as Hopefully you feel the same way that uh, you're excited to see. I know I'm excited to hear what you guys are going to choose on the next episode. What are, are we doing? Guitar next, or what's what's the next one we're doing? So the next one we're doing bass. Actually, bass. All right. I believe the calendar slap says the bass, man. Yes, it is bass players. Slap at the bass. So these won't be consecutive. <laughs> We've got other topics that we're kind of <laughs> mix, mixing in oh. there, but um, yeah. <laughs> but yes, next. Next will be base, so um, definitely stay tuned <laughs> to our Instagram and our Facebook Slip group because we'll be teasing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. We'll be teasing our choices. I like to rock out. I'm a bass. As we go. Moving along. Moving along. So uh, what, what, uh, what are you guys listening to, watching? What's, uh, what's new in your world of media these days? Matt? Oh, man. Um, I have been... Me and and Jen have been... Jen and I, to be perfect on the English there, sorry, uh, have been 
long time Walking Dead fans. And I don't know if you guys are into Walking Dead. Nope. Nope. Wow. All right. So I'm speaking to myself here. Anyway. <laughs> speaking to our listeners. Yeah. So, and to so, our listeners. Yeah. So, elevator I mean, speech. There was a, you know, the last episode was the last episode of the main character. And uh, it was a roller coaster. It was pretty emotional. Spoiler but, alert. Uh, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> you know he's leaving the show. So you don't know how. You assume he's going to die. But uh, it's uh, it's done pretty well. I'll say that. Okay. So at this point, when this airs, everyone will have probably seen it. But that's my two cents on it. I really thought at least one of you would have been a fan of the show. No, I know, yep. never, I've, I've actually never seen well, an episode. Now I know how he feels I about Game it. of Thrones. <laughs> I tried it and I just yeah. I couldn't. It's like you guys like Game of Thrones? Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> you tried it? Sailor? Like it? Oh. Nope. What's been on, what's been on your uh, watch watch or listen list lately? Okay, so this is super weird for me. Um, I am not. I've never been a big video game person. Um, you know, I played. I played arcade games when I was really young, and like I used to kill it on Centipede and Galactica <laughs> for a long time. You're dating yourself I played, so you know, bad. I'm so dating myself. Are you kidding me? Um, I played Pitfall on Atari. Um, couldn't have really given shit about Pac-Man. And then I played Tekken, you know, in I high school. Love Tekken. Yeah, I mean that that was fun. I played that, and then. Just what just I didn't feel like I was very good at video games and I like to master the things that I do. And I also don't think I had enough interest to is you had definitely it's just like with instruments, you've got to do it over and over and over and, you know, really get good at it. Um, and then when I w- got married in and I met my ex-husband in 2000, I think it was 2006 or something like that. He's a big gamer. And so he's like, well, let's try and find something we can play together. Um, and I was like, no, I'm not interested. And one day I'm watching him play old Grand Theft Auto. And, um, I was like, oh, that looks like fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think so. It was an old, it's an old one. Um, and he had already been playing it for a long time. And so he had like, you know, a lot of weapons and money and all this shit. So I was trying to understand. So he was like, okay, well, you can do it two player. And he's like trying to explain it to me. (laughs) And I mean, we'd usually, we would usually be drinking when we played at home, but I don't think I wasn't getting like the real point of it for some reason. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's just do this. We're going to get a motorcycle. I'm going to drive. You get on the back. You shoot everything I tell you to shoot. And that's how we're going to play. And he kind of went along with it, I think, just like thinking he could get me into playing video games with him. And um, and I could never remember the name of it. So I called it CJ, the game. <laughs> and so that's what we would do. We would drive around and, you know, you can change the radio stations on it. And just, I'd be like, okay, tonight we shoot every taxi. Tonight we shoot every truck. <laughs> and um, one one night, I don't know how it happened, we ended up getting chased by the cops. And we got holed up in a house and paratroopers were coming down and I got us out of it somehow. So, but it just didn't hold my interest enough. Um and so I haven't played anything in forever. Um, I played a little Mario Kart with my nephews and nieces, but I end up screaming and yelling and jumping <laughs> off the couch because I die every time. Um, so um, recently I was introduced to a video game. Someone else is trying to indoctrinate me called Diablo. And um, 
It's pretty fucking intense. I'm a necromancer and I kill all the things and um <laughs> I'm completely Sounds obsessed like it's with right it. up your alley. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um Robin and I sit around and put on like Dio or old Ozzy Pantera <laughs> Slayer and he's a demon hunter. I'm the necromancer and we murder shit and we loot these villages and these towns and um <laughs> You were like a <laughs> sacrificial lamb away from summoning the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> You just need some kind of sacrifice in the middle yeah, of the floor. Yeah, probably. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll bring my herbs out. Yeah. All my bitter herbs. Um, so I haven't been listening to any podcasts. I haven't been watching any TV. I haven't been discovering new music. I've been playing this fucking video game because I'm like have to like because it's one of these things where you have to like complete things and yeah. collect things and get better armor. And so it's me, you know. So it's like, no, we can't go to bed yet. <laughs> Last night he was like, oh, I'm yelling at him like, no, we have to complete all the things on the map. Don't you realize we have to do that first? And he's like looking at me like, Jesus, what did I do? (laughs) See, to me, and I think Jake might agree with me because we're kind of the same age, is that to me anyway, the greatest video game I've ever played in my life. And I wish I I could go back. and I I mean, it would be easy for me to go back and play it now because it's probably cheap. But Goldeneye for N64. Couldn't do it. The hell is that? What do you can do it? No, I, I can't. I can't play the video games. You where, can't like, first person shooter. Yeah, I can't do those. Really? I don't wow. know. I I don't know what it is about those those style of games. I've never been able to get good. Like I, I need to see the person on the screen. See, I'm the opposite. Oh, yeah, I'm the it's like way. I can't I'm see the, the person way. on the screen. I can't. Yeah. Like I'm the opposite of that. I need the first person. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I need, for me, yeah, I need third. Is that third person when you're? looking down at him or whatever but yeah, yeah i've never been able to do the first person shooter games and i i'm i've never been you know too much for video games either but when you brought up grand theft auto when uh <laughs> when vice when vice city came out uh my my so i call my two roommates i a buddy of mine and I had an apartment and our other buddy just stayed over so much. He basically lived with us. <laughs> I knew one of those and, guys. <laughs> and we, had, we, we had a party, uh, one Friday night, the, the, the weekend the vice city came out and we bought a keg for it, but then we decided to do a jungle juice thing where we just told everybody to bring a bottle of something. So either a bottle of wine or a bottle of liquor. And we had a 50 gallon drum in the kitchen and when you walked in and we had put it like a bunch of fruit in there and stuff and everybody just had to walk in and pour their bottle into there and then we had Ooh. we had a one of our hockey sticks and we'd stir it like a big old witch's oh. brew oh, dude, I like, like that idea hairy, hairy buffalo no. we used to call that <laughs> but, hairy buffalo but the thing is we we bought this keg but there was so much jungle juice and it actually came out really good, surprisingly. I think it was more of a volume situation where, that it happened that way. But uh, everybody drank that, and nobody touched the keg. And so, <laughs> so Saturday, you know, mid mid afternoon or whatever. Here we are with a brand new video game for PlayStation. I think it was, <clears throat> and uh, and a keg, almost full keg. And so the three of us just sat on our couch. And played Vice City nonstop and polished oh off God. that entire keg for oh like two straight days, and and and, and the game that game played it. We continued. One of us was always playing 
from beginning to end until we beat the game. Oh my god! So when 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 one of so there was like, like one the person, yeah, there was one person, <laughs> one person playing, one person kind of helping that person stay up, and then one person, you know, generally Sleeping. napping. <laughs> yep, and we just rotated like that and just kept drinking that entire keg and polished that game off. Polished. I like keg off. I like that sort of potluck <laughs> kind of jungle juice. That's a great idea. It's a, it was a lot yeah. of fun. It tried yeah. it out sometime. It's a good time. That's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, uh, we just finished uh, season three of, of Billions, uh, which is awesome show. I'd absolutely recommend it to anybody. It's freaking great. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because we are running tight on the clock tonight. So Sorry. Matt, you want to put a bow on this? Sure. So to all of our listeners, our fellow metal rock and whiskey obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. Find us on Instagram at Metal Rock Whiskey. Send us your love, your likes, and please share your thoughts, reviews, questions, suggestions, concerns, and comments about the show. You can also follow us individually on Instagram. Yours truly, at the Whiskey Obsessor. That is Whiskey, save the E. Uh, side note, my wife reads this so much better than I do. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor, where can they find you? Well, we can find Ed as Bourbon Geek on Instagram, and you can find me as Sailor Retro on all the things on the internets. Jake? You can find me at bourbon.spartan on Instagram. Um, This is a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where where we go with the next episodes and what our super group ends up being. Yeah. Me too. I'm super excited for it now. <laughs> Don't forget to write it down once we get done. I did. I'm re- I wrote mine already. I want to see how close we can yeah. get to it. But uh, my glass is empty, guys. Tip your waitress. We're out of here. Later. <laughs> Fuck you, Lars. And you know what? Girls rock.